It's like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> I fucking. <laughs> just like see you like with like talk to him through your I've legs. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get. I got it from Jane Silent Bob. Or Clerks Two. Oh, good lord! Sorry, it actually works. <laughs> I'm gonna that happen. And with that, welcome to episode 119 of the Gen Gaming Podcast. That's totally going in, Justin. <laughs> so we All the way. <laughs> so we don't say things when we're recording. I am your host once again, Tyler. And I am joined by the, 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 the Tuck Master himself. Hello. Just Buffalo Justin, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing excellent. <laughs> I'm shaking from the coffee. <laughs> he had, he had a, serious. He had two cups of coffee. Or a, yeah, two, two cups tops. of coffee. Yes. He's been in my basement for the last six hours now drinking coffee. Yes. <laughs> He's here to get our life. He's here to get this podcast back on track. Uh, but Justin, how are you, buddy? I'm doing uh, pretty dang good. <laughs> I'm horrible when you ask me that. Uh, it's a weird question. Because we've been, we've been talking for like a couple hours. Like, I'm doing good. I like the weather. It's getting cold out at night. It's definitely fall now. I think I said that almost every podcast now. And, uh, and hear about episode 127. I'm sick of the fucking cold. Oh, I want I, it to be I, summer. I also wish Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 was better from what I've been seeing. Yes. That's sad. Yeah. But kind of saw it coming a little bit. Rest in peace, Tony Hawk. And you still <laughs> and you still almost yeah. bought it. You knew it was coming. I know. You still want to buy it. I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as you heard there, we also joined by the Jack of Hearts. Buddy, how are you doing? You know what? I'm doing all right. I've been taking a couple days off of social media stuff just because, uh, you know, I've been feeling kind of antsy, I've been feeling kind of, like, uh, angry at stuff, but at the same time, I feel good right now, talking with a bunch of friends, just being just cool and relaxed. <laughs> yep. Heck Look yeah. up Googling pictures of boudets. Boudets and boudets. classy toilets. Well, that's only because my friend keeps on posting these stupid waifu pictures and stuff, so I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to totally razz her right now. I'm going to post a picture of a freaking toilet. Hey, we that's my wife. Yes. <laughs> we talked about harassment earlier. Yeah, totally yeah. Out of the we, we've been like talking for like like an hour and a half now. Like maybe actually longer, a couple hours now. And got into a weird political debate. Yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. unlike us. Behavior. <laughs> Very weird. That's a pretty good one, though. It's a good it discussion. Bad. We, like, we didn't get mad at each other. Yeah, that's true. No. I mean, I'm, I stabbed Justin, but that's. <laughs> yeah. I stab him almost daily. Yeah. That's, I mean notice that at all. Well, you got little... scars all over his body. Just this got, yeah, this got dizzy again like usual. Yeah. Don't pierce me with your pincers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, I don't know what that, I don't know that one. Uh, <laughs> let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and uh, move on to uh, some of the, what we're here for. To talk, to talk about games. Yeah. Yes. I, think, I think that's what we do on the show. Yeah, we do. Sometimes. Sometimes, we, yeah. <laughs> Once a blue moon, we do. 
Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about what we've been playing. Uh, who you want? You want? Are you are you pointing at the laptop, Justin? Yeah. Because you want Jack to start. Yep. You All right. If that's, if that's cool with Jack. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, I just want to. This is an audio podcast. You can use your words, Justin. <laughs> Jack is ready. Okay. <laughs> is, this, is, this, is Jack ready? Like my body was ready for Will. At the, at the, at the I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> okay. Jack, if you're ready, what have you been playing, buddy? Well, you know what, for my last couple of dollars that I've had in my wallet and stuff, I went over to Walmart and decided to purchase a few games, but uh, I really had a chance to start one of them, and that was Theat Rhythm, Final Fantasy Curtain Call, for the 3DS. And you know what, I've heard little tidbits about the game, I tried the originals, like, uh, demo, like, a couple of years back. It's one of those type of uh, games where you have to keep, uh, just try to keep rhythm with the beat and stuff, tapping on the screen for little, like, uh, little icons and stuff. It's sort of similar to a game I heard, like I played years ago, Elite Beat Agents, only instead of just entirely using like the bottom screen in order to see, oh, okay, I need to tap, I need to swipe, I need to do this. It's all basically on the top screen that you got to keep track of. And I kind of like the control options of it because it gives you a couple styles. One, you could predominantly use the circle pad and buttons if you want. Or you can use the stylus, or maybe a combination of the two. It gives you a choice with that. I like that. But the best part so far that I've played of this game, it has a smorgasbord of great music from not only from a couple Final Fantasy games. No, we're talking about some of the most niche type of Final Fantasy games. So we're talking about maybe Final Fantasy Tactics, Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, even like some like, fairly recent games, like, that were a couple years ago, but what I like about it is it has options, like, specific difficulty levels on how you want to keep track of what, uh, how you want to perform a certain piece. Let's say, for example, you're starting off with Final Fantasy IV, one of my personal favorites. I go forth, I pick a song, I go ahead, like, doing the basic score, and pretty much, pound for pound, the highest ranking you can get on one song is a triple S, obviously, because S rank means what one of the best like ranks and stuff, where triple S is like, okay, you did it perfectly. Like, uh, every single note, every single rhythm, every bit of it. And uh, it gets quite addicting. I do say, it is quite addicting. I went through the entirety of the music that was available on this game for Final Fantasy IV and for Final Fantasy V. Really love the arrangements because there are three types that I've noticed. Three types of arrangements. You have the whole battle themes, which uh, it separates not it separates them into like four like columns and stuff. But even though they're separated into four columns, it doesn't necessarily mean you got to control each column. Basically, it works like you got to just tap the screen or push the buttons or just swipe the screen in order to, like, correspond, like, uh, when the note gets into that, the, the circle points and stuff. You know, kind of like how in Guitar Hero, where you have to strum the guitar and stuff while the note to try to match it. So, for this game, it's sort of a bit different-wise, where for the directional buttons, you could actually swipe the screen in any direction that you want in correspondence to, like, say, what uh, the arrow is pointing to. Like, there are instances where songs are going forth, and I gotta go ahead and swipe almost in, like, an entire circle <laughs> because of uh, it being, like, maybe up left, up, up right, right, like, uh, down right, you know, stuff like that. 
it gets a lot difficult when you get on to the expert or even like the hardest levels in general because you have notes that are being like constantly thrown at you like a lot of these eighth and sixteenth notes yeah I do know a little bit of music <laughs> a little bit of eighth and sixteenth notes which you gotta really just just swipe the screen like, like randomly constant yeah constantly exactly is there thirty second notes or is that just yeah there are so there are there are thirty second I mean, notes there are, I think there are sixty fourth notes as well but yeah. uh so fast yeah they're very fast <laughs> but those are like for special occasions i believe like in modern yeah. music you're not going to see something like that unless it's like specifically arranged to do so and even more so right. it's not for like a singing part it's more or less for like instrumental stuff i believe i could be yeah. wrong but anyway what i like about this what another thing i like about this game is you get to choose four characters from a selection and once you choose your four characters, you can unlock every single other ones that are, you know, locked that you didn't choose, like, throughout the game. So every time you complete a song, you gather a bunch of rhythm points. That's what I'm calling them. Rhythm points in order to unlock certain things when you get across a certain point. Like, say, if you go across 1,000, you're going to earn specific type of, like, uh, menu unlocks or even, like, collect a bunch of different types of colored crystals in order to unlock various characters. Like, say I unlocked the main character from Final Fantasy Tactics, Ramza is his name. I've gotten, like, uh, like Titus from Final Fantasy X and even, like, Yuna. I think Yuna. No. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but there are also different types of modes, too. It has a street pass function to where you can actually go forth and just get random, like, stats and statistics, I believe from other players. I haven't I haven't tried that, honestly. Haven't had a chance to. Because the only street passing place that I know of is like at a local McDonald's and even so, you're not gonna find like very many like niche games being played. <laughs> but uh there are other features too. There's a specific type of match feature where you're gonna go forth and you're gonna have these random quests which are separated into four columns. You have the short, medium, long, and inherited quests. As of right now, I've only done a couple of short quests, and they range in levels from... The first one I did was like a level 10 for the boss. The second one that I completed, which I am very surprised that I completed, at level 26. And the thing about that is, I finally get progress all the way past into the final boss of this uh, this second mission that I'm doing. And it's like one of the like heavy themes from like Final Fantasy VII. And so I'm swiping, I'm doing this, I'm doing that... It's on expert mode. I've never played this song before. But yet, I hit like a 278 hit combo on an expert Damn. mode. Wow. Just keeping tracks because you got to you got to understand something. I sing, I do various parts of music and one of my strong points is rhythm. And so I'm I'm like just executing all these eighth notes and all these like random 16ths and I'm like, "Holy shit. <laughs> How well, am I keeping track actually, of this?" What people don't actually know is Jack's actually black. That's why he keeps rhythm. No. Yes. I'm not black. No. Are, you, are you like are you like Steve Martin from The Jerk? Uh -huh. just, I was just a poor figured? black child. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, in all due seriousness, I am a musician by trade on the side. So, <laughs> but uh, from my time playing it, I've played about two and a half hours of this game from the past couple days, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm still going to be playing it once. Uh, once I have some more extra time, like, after school and do this and do that, but... 
I gotta say though, for about twenty five bucks, which it was, it's like twenty right now on Amazon. It's fairly cheap. If you don't have anything really to play up until like uh, October, maybe you're waiting for Fallout or something. Maybe you're waiting for another, well, in November I should say. Maybe you're waiting for another type of game to f- go late October or something like that. Give Thea Rhythm a try. Curtain Call, you know, Thea Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call. Very great. It has DLC portions, which I haven't checked out yet. And yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Alright, very very cool. I have a question for you. Yeah. Is Metal Gear Solid still in the package? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sleeping Dog still in the package? Yep. Alien Isolation still in the package? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, there is an excuse for that. (laughs) <laughs> it's, not because on, I'm, it's not because I work a lot. I've been playing Mega Man 3, Mega no, Man be, X. He said it'll, it'll be worth a lot. He said it'll be worth a lot. Oh. <laughs> it'll be worth a lot. I'm sorry. I thought you okay. said you were working a lot. God. Anyway, go on ahead. <laughs> Very cool. Justin, Very do, you, cool. Um, do you have anything you uh, played this week? or sound like a broken record. Uh, I have, I've, <laughs> been, I've played Middle Gear Solid 5. Okay. I've been I, playing Super Mario Maker. I've talked about Metal Gear Solid like five weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's okay for you to talk about it. Okay. Um, I just want to say my mind uh, was blown at the end of that game. Like, just coolest story, cutscene, whatever you want to call. Cinematics. Yes. Just made me feel awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. made me think about things. Like, I don't know why it had such an effect on me, but it did. Mm-hmm. Like, Ashley was waking up for uh, in the morning, and I was just finishing it. I'm just sitting there like this. I'm like, whoa, this game is amazing. Yeah. And like, just just the ending alone to me. Yeah. Like, how it made me feel was just incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that, I like, I think last week you also said uh, the last half kind of seemed full of, of padding and stuff mm-hmm. I would have to agree uh, I think even though it's like that like it, it's it's such a good game like, yeah to me it, it, it's I, a... I feel like something has happened though I feel like something definitely was affected by everything going on at Konami yeah like in Kojima I, I can I can see that yeah like you can tell well I, I, sometimes I wonder and maybe this is part of the game but it's just like Things were just like all of a sudden you get like like because like we were talking about you have to like do side ops to unlock the new episodes. Yeah, which and, was I didn't even know that. Yeah, I had a, Tyler had to tell me. Yeah, and I had to Google it after like an hour trying to figure out how to unlock the next episode. But mm. everything felt so disconnected in that part where it's just like yeah. you weren't like regularly unlocked. It wasn't just like the no. first. Th- There's like huge chunks between like things that matter. Like and then and then you get like a call from Ocelot or something or uh, Kaz and he'd be like, like hey this happened. Okay, yeah. well, why did well, this happen? Well, there was... This is like, yeah, and it's like, you know, s- super uh, important. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like there was nothing there to, like, kind of, like, plant the seeds that this can happen. It's mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, like, hey, this is going on. Cause, cause, okay. Yeah, because the first half's like a, a river of, like, continuous things. Like, yeah. Almost every You're mission. You're constantly unlocking episodes. Like, whoa, whoa. Everything flows like, oh, together. Okay. I know what's going on, and all of a sudden, you, like, there's a cliff. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. It's... It, it was really weird. It kind of took me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even with all that stuff, I totally love this game. And I'm actually, it actually makes me feel kind of 
bad that I never played the other ones. Like I, if if they, if, I don't know if I could ever go back and play like the first one now. Yeah. After like all these mechanics are like really good. I don't. I'm, the first one was probably awesome when they came out. Yeah, like they had to have been. People always talk, you know, praise the series. Well, you can always put the Twin Snakes one. I mean, that could be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, but the, from the game, this is like one of the like not just like this is one of the best games like I think ever made as yeah. far as the like, gameplay mechanics go. It's yeah. Just, it really from uh, yeah. I I actually just from I like I probably have to agree with you. Like just from like the gameplay points, it's just like it just totally takes what Metal Gear Solid one through four were. And the the gap the the and, and gameplay like Metal Gear Solid One has never like really been like the gameplay is just like I've talked about before like it's solid enough gameplay uh-huh. to want to keep you going and it's cool enough characters that keep you going through the game with the, for the great story mm-hmm. the gameplay it, it's definitely the story is what keeps you going but it's like the the gameplay doesn't detract from it yeah and it's pro- slowly progressed and got better like Metal Gear Solid Four is was a really fun game to play of um, this. Yeah, but then uh, no, not even like this is just like even way it's just leaps and bounds. Yeah, away from like it's just so crazy. Like, never saw one, two, three, four. It's just progressively like little things that made like, like they just did little tweaks of the gameplay that made it a little more fun to play. And it's just vibe blew up the like system. You feel like this is what. Yeah, they've been after gameplay wise the whole time or something like that. It's like we finally got the technology to do it. Yeah, and. I'm not saying it's the, it's the greatest game ever made. No, it's probably not even my favorite Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. But as far as just gameplay mechanics go, there's not really any faults you can find with the gameplay. No, it's it's yeah, it's it's well designed. Yeah. Like uh, just just like how you like what you're saying everything you move around, get stuff like take your weapons out, everything. Mm-hmm. This it feels really good. It's so intuitive. It's like yeah, it's very quick. I mean, the only complaints we really had about the game was like the second half where everything was disconnected, and the fact there what, there could have been a few more areas to go to. Yeah, maybe even one more. I've been fine. Like, yeah, I mean, definitely like one little, more. a little more variety. It, it's not a perfect game. No, it's just I've never played one of these games. It's my first one I've beaten, and it's already one of my favorite games. Yeah, it's not a perfect game. There's no such thing as a perfect game. But. And it, I I could see that going from five going back. I think because this game is so different. Where like. I was we were talking kind of like um, off podcast when we came over talking about how like Naughty Dog makes their games with Uncharted and Last of Us where mm-hmm. it's very linear it's kind of like yeah. there's like the gameplay and then like there's a cutscene that takes to the next area it's almost like a um, and this is not not because I love these games but it's just almost like it, the, the, it's like set piece to set piece to set piece to yeah. set piece it's just like a cutscene happens now you're here yeah and um, that's kind of what Metal Gear is like Metal Gear Solid one two four. Yeah, it's like it's just really just like you go through this area, cutscene. Now you're here. You have a lot more control. Yeah, the the people do that design the story and what mm-hmm. you, you know. And, I think and they're fun games to play, but I, it's definitely would be I think for someone like you, never playing a Metal Gear game to jump, to go back. I, yeah, I think you would enjoy it. And plus, because you you watch all those YouTube videos that spoils yeah, and a lot it's of it. Got me interested. In... And, and there's definitely a lot more to the story, but it's just like. Like the story makes sense, a lot of sense. When I watch the YouTube videos, like putting it in chronological order, yeah, I'm like oh, that makes sense. But when you play the game, like because like, one, all two, three is all the way is the original. Like, it's the first game in the in the chronology. It's like the story is like ten thousand times crazier than those YouTube videos make it sound. Yeah, it's just a oh, lot of order, and it just blows your mind. Where Big Boss is the main villain, to all of a sudden now he's the main. Yeah, he's probably the biggest hero in the series besides Soul Snake. I mean, you could say he's probably the 
more important to the series than Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of going back to uh, Metal Gear uh, Solid Five, uh, you talk about like the the ending like blew your mind. It just mind blown to me. Yeah, just like, the feeling that it gave me was just whoa! Like it just hit me like uh, one of, like some of my favorite movies have. Like, mm-hmm. like actually, it kind of hit me like two thousand one Space Odyssey. Really? For real? It actually reminded me of that a little bit. Like huh. this, not, no spoiler, but it's you know it's not the it's not the same as that, but the way it hit me. Yeah. So it was just like um, fuck. I was going to say. Oh, it's okay. I said I was going to say. I was going to say. Oh, okay. Well, so like with Metal Gear Solid Five, like just that you talk about, like the, like I was saying, it blew your mind. But just imagine like someone like me. Yeah. He's been a fanatic oh, for Metal man. Gear, reading everything about it, find all the little in-between waiting stuff that you might have missed, and waiting. and waiting 20 years, and, and like just going back and reading everything about the timeline of this game. And, and the ending, it's just like, like it fucks the, the entire series, like it just like changes the, the whole way you look at the franchise. I don't know if I like, want to play this now. <laughs> I, I, no, and I, like it's just it's not like it's I don't know if it's a bad way, but it's not really it's you know, it's not good or bad way, but it's just like the the whole the whole series, the way this game has been built. And I'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody, but the whole way like the, from what you know of this series, uh-huh. from this franchise, and the way they end it off. It's like it's the greatest ending for I think this franchise and the worst because like you want you want yeah. more, but as it's a it's a very satisfying ending. But you, at the same time, like, if this is the last one ever, I'll be fine with it. But at the same time, I mean, I, w- I guess I won't be fine with it because I want to know what happens now. Right. I want to see more of no, this. No, I, I hear you, and I haven't even experienced everything that you have. Like, yeah. All the other ones. <laughs> yeah. It's, totally. I don't know. I mean, I, it's probably going to be my game of the year. Like, I'm going to say that right now. It, it, <laughs> I mean, I know we're, it's, it's not even October yet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, we're not even so October far. yet. We have, I, I don't know. I know, I know. We probably have a few more games we're all going to yeah, play yeah. the rest of the year. But right now, it's far and away the best game I played. This might, we we make this show. This show is still going at like the game, like the next generation, like PS Five comes out and Xbox Two. Um, <laughs> I'll probably like this might be my game of the generation right now. Like honestly, there's <laughs> a very real chance of being my. He game says of the that now, and his console generation hasn't even hardly begun. <laughs> It's, uh, so far, yeah, and, and it still might be his. You know, you never know. Well, it, you want to go back to that, like games of my generation, like uh, like Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two and Bioshock. I think were in my top five, and they and were those were like the first the beginning. They were two thousand seven, mm-hmm. two thousand eight. I think so. I mean, it can happen, um, but I mean, it's gonna be real hard for me to pick. I know that. Yeah, um, it's been a pretty good year for games, but yeah, so far, I mean, that wow. Um, Go on, I guess, if you're done. Are you done? Uh, I, just, I was going to say one little tidbit about Super Mario Maker. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You play Super Mario Maker. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you can upload 10 when you start out. I said that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I finally got more than 50 coins. Nice. And now I have uh, 18 levels uploaded. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it feels nice being able to make more. And uh, to answer your question, you asked how many can you save, uh, Tyler. Um, yeah. There's 30 worlds times four, so it's like... Yeah, so many, yeah, Jesus, yep, 100, 120. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty awesome. So every and, fifty, you you adds an additional ten you can upload. I believe so. Okay, I don't know if there's a limit to that. Maybe it's one hundred twenty. That would make sense. Yeah, end on that maybe, which is that's a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah, you think this game sells a couple million copies? Yeah, everybody on average posts 40, 50 episodes. 
yeah. or, uh, um, levels. You know, I mean, like what? It's insane. You could have a hundred million different levels out there. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's already it was like a million like last week or something. It had a million like in like four days or then or something like that. That's yeah. crazy. Million, million How levels. many levels will this thing have by the yeah. end of whatever? There's no end. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's a really good game though still, and it's, I'm still playing it. Yeah. It's one of those games I can pick and play anytime. That's very nice. true. I know. Well, I feel the same way. Yeah. That's it for me about what I've been playing. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I picked. I went ahead and picked up Soma. I believe that's mm. how you announce it or uh, pronounce it. Uh, sounds good to me. It works. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, <clears throat> this is a. And Justin, you were actually here probably three, four weeks ago. I never even heard of the game. Uh-huh. And I just saw a trailer, like I saw a thing on YouTube, and I was just like, oh my god, I'll check this out. I remembered it from something, but I don't know what. Uh, I, saw a trailer I think it a says like E3 ago. or something. Yeah, it like might that. have been. But I'm like, oh, this this looks really cool. They're like, this could be like the uh, Outlast of like this year. Uh-huh. And I've been like desperately looking for like that kind of game. Like I love those kind of games. Um, so I was pretty excited when the game actually came out, and came out and it was freaking thirty dollars. Yeah. Which is kind of like a thing I'm not really liking so much about this generation is like. When I remember when last generation started, and obviously it was eight years ago, like when Xbox Live first started, or the Xbox Live Arcade started, like every game was like five bucks, and occasionally you had like that seven dollar game. What was Braid fifteen when it came out? Braid was 20? the first game to be fifteen bucks. Okay, but um, it, but it was just like then like there was like the there were slightly better games like there was like ten dollars. Like, I think like the original Geometry War was only was like ten bucks. Yeah. And then, like, okay, those are, like, the best of the best games. Those are 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then Braid came out. And, like, they had the Summer of Arcade stuff. Like, Braid, uh, Limbo, Limbo. Uh, Shadow Complex, and a few other ones yeah. kind of came out. And those are, like, those are, like, the best of the best. Those were 15 bucks. You were fine paying that 15 bucks because that was, like, those, like, usually those games had the most critical claim to them. And they had a lot of backing from it. And mm-hmm. usually Microsoft was, like, those were usually exclusives, at least timed exclusives. They had yeah. a lot to do with that game. Um and you you were fine with those because those games were so great you didn't mind the fifteen bucks but mm-hmm. for the most part everything saved five to ten bucks well towards the end of probably midway to the generation everything was fifteen dollars yeah it's just like every goddamn game coming out it would just be like a game you never heard of fifteen bucks yeah and it was like six games coming out every Tuesday all fifteen dollars piece nothing stood out yeah. I mean I, I understand you don't want to like price it lower because you don't want people to think your game's lesser because it's cheaper. Right. Um, and I understand for some people that might be the case, uh, but at the same time, that's a positive. Like uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, it was forty bucks. Yeah, it's obviously. I mean, it's not it, that game was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's a great game, and I, to me, it actually made it more. I wanted to buy this game because it was forty bucks. Yeah, if it was sixty dollars. I a, probably wouldn't uh, have bought it, but I, I see the thing is I would have, but I can. It's it's a it's definitely forty dollars is a perfect price point. Yeah, sixty game. bucks, forty bucks. I love that game. Sixty yeah. bucks, I, I might have liked the game just because. Price does play a factor in in your enjoyment of games. Yeah, it, it doesn't to me so much, but I, it, I, it does like if, if you're going to buy a game or not. Yeah, I, but if I buy a game, like they don't, I don't it doesn't matter to me how much it costs. It's hard to ignore sometimes, especially when like when it's like a mediocre game or a short game. Well, yeah, that makes it even worse. Yeah, it's like if I would have bought the order at sixty bucks, I think I enjoy the order more because I got it from GameFly than if I would have paid sixty bucks for it. Yeah, that's a game I've, yeah, I've yeah, played for I eight agree. hours and then I just I would never play it again. Yeah, I guess I meant if it was a really good game. Yeah, well, yeah, like Metal Gear Solid Five. If I would have paid a hundred bucks for that game, I don't think I'd be complaining about it. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but going back, uh, like now it's like the PS4 and Xbox One coming out, and I remember like now it's like every game coming out is like twenty bucks. Like 
even like, and you'll see some like ones out there for a few dollars here and there. But yeah. for, like, I, it's just like I'm seeing so many games out there now, like ten, fifteen, twenty bucks, and it's just like, damn it! Now we're seeing digital only games that are thirty bucks and like twenty five bucks. It's like the best of the best now are going to be like twenty five, thirty dollars. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I understand games are more more expensive, like they're a little hard, more expensive to make, but that's just like that's that's all you know. It's half the price of like a full length game. Like, but mm-hmm. I understand. Oh, I understand what you're saying. It made me think of something real quick. Uh, like, okay, Soma's thirty bucks and Braid was fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of hard to compare the two. Like, like Soma could be like you know you're saying Captain Toad is worth forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Soma just. It's it's worth thirty bucks. Uh, it's yeah. hard to buy though. It's, like, it's, it's an opinion thing. Obviously, like this could be someone's favorite game of all time. And even like it's 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 in the middle of the road type of game. Like it's it's not quite a like, no this this just an indie game. Like mm-hmm. it could have came out on shelves, but like it's like let's make it thirty bucks and sell it only digitally. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those games. Yeah, but just by looking at it and stuff, it doesn't seem like it's like a Unity engine game. Yeah, it's this like isn't $10. like this is a. I mean, it's which they, you can make actually really good games on Unity. Yeah, it's very true if you do that thing. Yeah. But it's just like, it, it's it's definitely, I think it it looks like, and it's got a big following, Amnesia. Uh, the guys creating Amnesia, which is, has a huge following on Steam. It's mm-hmm. a very popular PC game. Um, so that, I imagine with their name behind it, um, that's obviously, people are going to pay a little more of a price for that, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's just kind of like that $30 price point. It's just like a When you know nothing jarring. about it. Yeah. And, I mean, you're not really a fan. This isn't like a series, so it's kind of hard. I'd agree it's hard to... For a new IP. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's a little, it was a little jarring at first, and it's just like, I hope this isn't like... I'm, I'm going to cut my experience. Like, I ho- I'm hoping that like, like people see that people are going to pay a lot of money. People are willing to pay 30 bucks for that game. And I'm yeah. kind of concerned that everybody's going to try to go for 20 25 bucks. Well, I played some really fun games on like PS4 and, and stuff there, like 5 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I and like those games should have been five ten dollars. Yeah, I'm just kind of concerned that everybody's gonna go to try to get that twenty five twenty dollar range. Yeah. I just don't want to see that. I just think that concerns me that people are trying. To, I don't know. But going back to Soma, um, I, like I was like we were saying, I was really excited once I saw the trailer. I was hope like I don't know if I hyped myself up too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the best way to compare it, I, I guess the it was it's like it's under you're underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's almost like Bioshock like, yeah um, that's what it looked like yeah. uh, where what's the, what's the name of the Bio, what's the name of the world in Bioshock we talked about I think last oh, week yeah. Rapture thank you Rapture. it's basically like Rapture and it kind of explains to you like I don't want to spoil anything because <clears throat> you're just trying to discover the mystery of what's going on there but basically it explains to you like why there's this underwater like kind of like lab and what they're doing there and all these people are doing down there um, but it starts off really weird where you play as this guy, I think his name's Simon, um, and that's the character you play as. Like, it starts off, and he's, like, he's in a car, and he's, like, he's like his forehead's bleeding, and, like, his brain's bleeding or something like that. And they, they're, like, he's talking to this girl, and he's having, he had an act, there's, like, an act, like, it goes black. He's in a car driving, and then, like, you hear, like, a car crash, and you hear, like, a horn, and someone hitting the brakes or something like that. And, like, he's going in to go, like, get these tests, like, these weird tests on his, like, head. Mm-hmm. He goes in the machine, like, look at his brain or something, because, like, he had, like, they keep talking about this accident he had. And I don't know if that's the accident. Like, it's, he was talking about the accident he had before he had the accident at the beginning of the game. Oh, so it's really weird. Like, I don't know if he had, like, a nightmare. I don't know what's going on. So it starts... It's really weird. So he goes in this machine, and then all of a sudden you're, you wake up and you're down here. And and, and the... Um, I can't remember what they call the place. I think it's Pathos. Mm-hmm. They call it. Um, but you're in the underwater, like, laboratory. And you get there. You, you kind of... You're kind of wandering around the world, and you're just seeing, like... 
like a lot of crazy shit's happening now. But you don't see anything initially. Like yeah. you hear loud bangs. All of a sudden, there's a giant hole in the wall. Whoa. And it's it's more of a as far as I can tell, you don't have like you don't have a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's it's that similar in Outlast to that fact. Where, like you don't have a weapon. There's no fighting back. Uh, it's more just about like it's more puzzle solving. Puzzles, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, the puzzles are kind of some of them are like you just kind of like wander in this area and you have no idea what you're supposed to be doing. And then some of them like are just kind of like brain dead easy. It kind of seems like you're on. <laughs> it's like it's one or the other. It's like yeah. you just walk into this room. It's like, okay, what the hell am I supposed to be doing now? Like, there's no like, there's not like, there's like no no sign whatsoever about what you should be doing. Yeah. And then like the other ones, you're just like, oh okay, I just got to turn this lever. I just got to do this. And I'm out of the other room, next area. <laughs> um, but like kind of the world, it's it's not really that scary. Um, and I don't know if I just kind of heard that. I don't know if I'm so I was so hyped up like Outlast legitimately scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Like I was like on like like literal edge of my seat the entire time like oh yeah like any like, so jump scare like, oh my god and I would jump and this one is just like is so it far more bizarre than scary I think right now I, maybe it might pick up later because I'm only like maybe two three hours in yeah I'm, so I heard it's an eight to twelve hour game so I, I'm most yeah. close to halfway that's that's, ni- that's lengthy that's nice yeah I mean, maybe um it, it could be you know in isolation people complain that the game was ten hours too long could be that case <laughs> I don't know yet um but. I don't know. I'm, I'm hope, I wonder if it's supposed to pick up later. But really, the only thing that's been super tense for me was the beginning when you first got down there, and then like you actually see a creature about an hour in, and there's a section where you just kind of sneak past them, and then like he like you get to another area, and you do some stuff, and you go he, like you kind of block him from that area, and then you do some stuff, and then he gets up into the area you're in, and then you stick off to the next area. Um, it, it's pretty much like kind of like a chase thing. Like are you, you're just trying to sneak around him. Which I don't necessarily like those games so much in games. Like Outlast does it a couple times, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't like. It, 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 I didn't really like them that much. Mm-hmm. But I think I enjoyed the game. It built up enough that I enjoyed that game where it didn't like hurt. Like I didn't hate that part so much. Yeah. And like with the characters were crazy enough, and then like just the world you're in. This one it just it starts off like that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like um, Evil Within the the DLC. Oh yeah. Where remember the whole thing is you're getting chased by that weird. Uh, creature. Oh, the leg, long leg. Yeah, the, the, was the with the giant vaginal thing yeah, across it, the chest with teeth. Yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah, but it, remember, like it's like the, like the DLC, the second DLC they packed and released. Like the whole thing is basically being chased by that. Yeah, this is what this feels like right now. Like there's a lot of that going on. Interesting. And I didn't. I hated Evil Within because of like the DLC because of that. I didn't even finish part two like, of the DLC because I hated that so much. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So, I can see that. There's one part in that that's almost impossible. It feels like it's a lot like that to me so far. Yeah. Like, I'm enjoying the in-between stuff. Like, the puzzle solving's fine, fun. The characters, I, I'm enjoying figuring out the mystery. Like, the world is, trying to figure out the mystery of what's going on is really cool. Yeah. It's just, like, as far as, like, trying to make this a scary game, it's not that scary. I'm more agitated that I'm, like, dealing with the scary parts. I'm using, uh... Yeah. It's supposed to, it, it seems like it's supposed to be scary, kind of. Yeah. You, you have that feeling like it's freaky. Yeah, I'm, but I'm not like I'm. I'm more just like I'm more um, interested than I am scared. Yeah. Like Outlast, I wasn't really interested in the world. It was a really cool environment you're in. Yeah, well, I was just more like, just like running. S- I was more scared than anything. Yeah. It's like I was more scared to do anything. I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe this game wasn't so 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 hard trying to be scary. Um, maybe I'm comparing it too hard to Outlast. Yeah. And I could have hyped this up too much for myself. I want to keep playing it because I'm not like I'm not hating it. But for right now, I'm not loving it either. It's like it's kind of middle of the road. But 
Yeah. Hope, prob- I hope it will like pick up for you. Yeah. I want to hear because uh, your update on that. Let's do that weird like uh, PlayStation Share thing. Like we'll like sign into each other's accounts, and like you can like play the games I download, vice versa. Oh really? Yeah. Whoa. We should That's do interesting. Like, we yeah. should do that. I don't. I trust that you won't buy anything on my credit card. No. So. Um, you shouldn't trust me. <laughs> There's a whole okay. slew of porn on your account. Well, I know I know your three year old daughter is uh, knows she, how to buy stuff. She does. So she bought Shimigami Tensei four or five. For, yeah, four the DS. What? Yes, like sixty fifty dollar game came in the mail. I'm like what the? I didn't order this. And it looked cool. I never played any of them. I was like, this is where did this come from? <laughs> Amazon. And I looked at it. Oh, that was Caden said she ordered it. Yeah, she was like two and a half or two when she did it. <laughs> like, oh, cool, thank you. <laughs> cool, I'm gonna return. I'm gonna return this now. Yeah, I returned it and like paid five bucks for shipping. It <laughs> wasn't too bad. I don't know, but I, I don't, like I said, I'll, I'll probably I'm gonna definitely play it more this week. Uh, I might have it finished depending on how well it goes for me. Um, it is fun to play with. I have my Turtle Beach headset. Uh-huh. So if you have a really nice headset, it sounds really nice. With, with cool. The, so I would recommend nice playing with that. Noises and yeah, atmosphere. I played the majority of Outlast with my uh, Turtle Beach on. So that, oh, I, that'd so be really cool. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some of our topics. There's not really a lot this week. Nope. Uh, we just kind of scrounged together what we could find. Um, some couple, One of them is left over from last week. Uh, but with, I guess we can start off with... Um, so it just was announced a couple days ago. As of us recording this, that Call of Duty Black Ops 3 will not have a campaign, excuse me, on Xbox 360 or PS3. But So if you want to play the campaign, <laughs> it's going to be on current gen only. And they're going to charge full 60 just for an online only mode. Yes, basically. Oh, they are? From what I understand. I'll have to double check it. Oh. Uh, Probably undecided. I don't know, though. Well, the think... game's coming out in about Oh, four they weeks. come out at the same time? Uh, yeah, they come out the same day. Oh. Um. So the, basically, the last gen will just get the the zombie and multiplayer mode. Uh, but Jack, do you, do you want to jump in on this one? Do you, what's your thoughts and opinions? Okay. Well, honestly, this is an obvious ploy by Activision to get people to buy the newest gen models of uh, Black Ops Three. And for everybody else, this is a big middle finger to the people who still have 360 and PS3. So that's pretty much my opinion upon it. Sucks for the old. They have the old gen people who don't want to invest, and it's pretty much a shady move anyway. Considering they probably are already charge about sixty bucks for those additions to uh, uh it's gonna be fifty bucks on three sixteen PS3. Oh, there's still a lot of fucking uh, money for online mode. I would disagree with Jack a little bit, but now that I know it's actually fifty bucks, I totally agree. Because <laughs> if it was like you know thirty bucks, and like they know it's only online or even twenty, mm-hmm. well, I would I would agree bucks. with that. You know, like thirty bucks. Like, oh, that's that's reasonable. You know, like yeah. it is time though. I think to cut the umbilical cord off of last gen. That's very true. Yeah, and uh, at least they're giving you the option. Some people don't play the campaign at all, and if you have a PS3 or 360, that's perfect for you. Pay thirty bucks, get the online thing. That's not what's happening. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, the, I agree with you, Jack. Yeah. Okay. If you were to scold you, he had a very angry look on his face when you were talking. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. What do you guys think about it? Uh, is that, That's what you, I think about. It. Okay. Well, at first, I was like, I, I was definitely, I, I was kind of back and forth on it. when I first heard about. It, I'm like, that's bullshit. And then I was just kind of like, well, I mean, it, we're two years in at this point. November is two years. If you really want to play the new games, you should probably get a new console. Yeah. And I'm yep. more on that. I, I'm on that side where, like, if you want to play the new hot games, 
You need to have a new console. Yep. Yeah. It sucks, but I mean, it's been two years. Like, yeah. It's like people like. I think this Christmas will be one where like people that have been waiting are going to get the it, new stuff. And we're fine. We talked about it before. We're finally. This is the year. I feel like we're like. It's definitely starting to us early adopters. It's paying off for us eventually. Now we're like. Batman Arkham City and uh, Mortal Kombat X were the first two games not to be on the old consoles. Yep. For yeah. non uh, for non first party games. That's true. And then you got like Fallout Four is not going to be on uh, three sixty or PS three. Thank you. Um, I will battle. I guess Star Wars Battlefront is going to be on everything. It I is. Know, I believe so. Don't quote me on that. I did not know that. Um, but I, I guess the one problem I have is, I, and I'm fine with, and people want us for a long time now. Like people, some people are like. Like, give us the option. You charge me 40 bucks for yep. the online only part for Call of Duty. Like My just, brother. That's all he wants. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of people out there. I'm personally more like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I played more of the single player than I did. Yeah, the, I remember you said you liked it. I, I, and I, I've always, I always loved, I've talked about it several times, I love the Michael Bay-esque, <laughs> what, what Call of Duty is a Michael Bay uh-huh. um, movie and video game form. And I love that. That's fun. Um, yeah. So, for like, for someone like that, that likes the campaign, that sucks. Uh, the only thing I really have a problem is the price point for this. I like, I, like we were saying, yeah. like, it should have been 40, 40 bucks at most. At but most, but you're taking away a huge. I know, like we said, a lot of people just play the online. Some part. people only play the campaign. Yeah, it, you're taking away a huge chunk of a game. Um, something you find that you put, they spend a lot of money on these freaking campaigns. These aren't just throwaway campaigns; they just mm-hmm. kind of pluck together and just put on there, like some first-person shooter games are. This is like they invest a lot of time and money. They get some big names on this. They put a lot of, like the the first trailer we got for this for uh, for called Black Ops Three wasn't an online trailer. No, it was a story. It was, it was yeah. a campaign mode trailer. Yep. So obviously that's important to them when they launch when they talk about these games. Yeah. So in order to take that out of what is a bigger, I mean, PS3 and 360 are bigger than as far as there's more people that own 360 PS3 than there are PS4 and Xbox One. As far as sales, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe PS3, yeah. maybe PS4 and Xbox One will outsell, outsell it. Or um, yeah, but I don't know. But I, you gotta. There's gonna be a point in time where it's just, you gotta cut it off. I would think you're better off just saying we're not gonna have it on the. Yeah, I agree, especially for 50, 50 bucks. Yeah, I would say either make it thirty. Why, or, why even do that? Yeah, why bother? It, it, it's like either make it thirty bucks or forty bucks, or just don't have it at all. I, I, it's one of those only two. person I can think of that's going to buy that is someone that's like I'm done this is my last system PS3 or whatever yeah. 60 I'm done like this is the only system I'm going to need I'm... And, and there's those casual gamers out there they just like if all their friends own a 360 or PS3 and yep. they just play the Call of Duty every year I can understand I respect I respect that but I mean then again though you're probably just playing the online anyways yep uh, still too much money yeah still still too much yeah but uh no it's shitty uh but I, I hopefully this is a, becoming a, a common practice. For yeah. I hope this is just like the uh, like this is the only time we see this really. Yeah, I don't think you'll see much of it personally. No, I, I'd be curious to see. I hope people just don't buy it. I mean, I, people are going to buy it. Yeah. On PS3 and 360, but I hope like I hope the sales are way down from where they were previously, or something. Oh, yeah. Like where you can't even argue the fact it wasn't just because everybody moved on to the new consoles. Yeah. Um, and like the, this isn't becoming a, run, a, a trend. Um, for you know, for future games over the next couple of years. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but moving on. Uh, so the developers of Shenmue. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you for interrupting. Uh, so the developers of Shenmue Three have um 
have uh, actually put a thing on their website asking for more money. <laughs> so the highest um, grossing Kickstarter and uh, really crowdfunding history um, is now is now asking for more money. Uh, so you can go. What? Can I go? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not. I don't know anything about these games. Mm-hmm. But from what I gather, it's kind of a niche audience. Correct me. If it I'm is. Wrong. They're Dreamcast games. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't, so that get, lost I mean, money. I know lots of people love them, love them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I don't see anything wrong with this. If, if you're giving money, if you're going to buy this game anyways, pay 60 bucks or whatever they're going to charge. And I'm not sure how Kickstarter works. Like, if you donate a certain amount of money, you get the game for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, like, buckets. Like, okay. Kind of oh, like you, just like the Indiegogo thing. I yeah, think. it's basically okay. GoFundMe and Indiegogo are the same thing. But for okay. Kickstarter, if you don't hit the goal that you set, you no, know, you don't get any money. Like Indiegogo uh, and GoFundMe, you get the money regardless if you hit the goal or not. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't see a problem with this. If people really want a game made, and they're like, you know, we want to make it a really good game, and uh, we don't have enough money to do that, and we, we kind of want to gauge, too, on who's... How many people actually want to buy this game? Like, maybe the only people are going to buy it are the people kickstarting it. And that there's buying the game. Like yeah. that. You already pay for the game. It's just a weird thing. Like it's But with this, you're not going to have those buckets. It's just like you're just don't give them money. Oh. So it's just like you go to the website and like, hey, well, here's some money. Oh. The, kind of thing. And, but you'll you'll get the game. When maybe. it comes out, you can buy it. Oh. This is just like donating. It's like it's it's kind of like oh. a, almost like, the same <laughs> as donating a charity. I didn't know that. You don't actually get anything. It's kick, If you donate oh. to the Kickstarter... You got this something. This is separate. This is a separate thing where you just get nothing. It's like you're just giving them money. Oh, well then, I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't read this. I thought that, <laughs> I thought it was the Kickstarter. I mean, I'll, I'll double check, but from what I understand, like, when I was reading this, like, it's like, you don't actually, like, there's nothing. Um, they, well, they, I think they call it. Well, the hell, thing. I'm completely screwed now at my point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it now, if that's the case. Uh, what about you, Jack? You know, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I understand if a company needs, like, money in order to do, like, uh, what they want to do. But you just made a good point, though. This is the biggest Kickstarter, like, funded game in pretty much that site's history. And the maker is wanting more money in order to try to expand, like, the open world stuff and all this other stuff. It's like, okay... So basically, you did not include this in the original Kickstarter thing that you wanted initially, and you're doing this in a way where you have your own website now, and you're just having people just donate random money to you? Yeah, to interrupt real quick, if you do, do uh, donate a certain amount of X amount of money, you do get rewards. So oh. if you donate 30 bucks, you get uh, $29, you get a digital copy of Shenmue 3. Oh, PS4. In December 2017. Uh, estimated delivery. Yeah, that's, that game's not going to come out December seven, December 2017. That might be a PS4 launch title. <laughs> Who knows, man? I mean, this is... We're talking about a niche game that hasn't been, like, any type of relevancy since, like, the early 2000s at most, for mm-hmm. God's sakes. This is, like, over a... This is pretty much, like, one of those games is going to be, like, at least 15 years old or something, that far, that franchise, when this game does eventually come out. But, you know, I understand why they're doing this and stuff to open up funding for more donated stuff and looks like they are getting rewards and stuff for actually putting forth and stuff but at another at another way it's like uh, you've gotten so much money and stuff like that to do with the type of goals and stuff it's like I don't understand why you need more at this point <laughs> yeah um so I, 
I understand, like, maybe you know, they can't, when they were, like, budging what the, that the game was going to be, mm-hmm. they like, oh, like, this you know, This is the amount we need. When they originally put their goal up, I can't remember what I think it was, like, $3 million on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, and maybe they didn't budget correctly. They, they realized, okay, well, if we're going to put this on a grander scale, we want to make the real game we want. Uh, oh, God, no, this, this ain't going to work. But, like, they got, I think, close to, like, it was, like, $6.4 million, like I said, yeah. on Kickstarter. My problem, and if that was if that was a case, then I understand. My problem is though, it's just kind of like um, the fact that they came. the The creator of the of Shimu was going out there to do publicity for the Kickstarter, yep. promoting the Kickstarter after the E three event. Yep, and he's coming out saying, "Oh well, if you really want like this, we need this much money." Uh, but, and then it was like, then he hit that. It's like, "Oh, we really need four million dollars." Okay, then he hit four million dollars. Well, if you really want this, we're gonna need like this much money. Okay. Then oh that. boy, like, here we go. Well, if you want the full, kind of a boring weeks. way of getting a game made for you, like you, yeah, you know all the all the stuff that's gonna be in it. I mean, obviously not the story. <laughs> well, no, but they're like they want to make the like it's an open world game, and he's like, yeah. well, if you want the full open world Shinmu three game, we're gonna need ten million dollars. <laughs> it's like. It's kind of like shitty. Like, okay, you need. What's this- the other one? Well, I want to know what that one was like before the other open open world one. <laughs> yeah, my problem is like, okay, so you're just gonna like, like, all right, so you just you made a low bucket that you know you can hit. That way, you know you'll get at least three million dollars. The thing about Shinmu in particular, this is a franchise that uh, was pretty much almost like Heavy Rain before Heavy Rain, for God's sakes, because it was like full of like quick time events, like different types of scenarios and stuff. I remember X-Play, like, years ago, making fun of the game, like, some of the, the cutscenes and stuff, because they keep talking about sailors. It's like, dang, have you seen some sailors? You know, just, like, <laughs> that monotone voice acting stuff. It was a cold-hit classic for, like, the, the both games when they came out in America for the Dreamcast, and even the original Xbox had Shenmue stuff on it, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have a problem with, like, like, going back, but it's just, like, the whole, like, practice of it is just, like, like I said, like he he, we need he needs this much money, but he's only wanting he's only asking for this, but he's he's telling you he needs more. Like just tell us what you need, make up the goal all at once, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and to come back, I mean, I understand like if you, but I, at the same time I understand if you can squeeze more money out of people, it's hard to blame them for doing it. Yeah, if people want to back, it's hard to say like the argue like get mad at people for spending money on what they want to spend money. Well, if they yeah. really want that game, they're gonna have to shell out something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just another thing I just thought of. I might already touch on this a little bit, but uh, I was thinking, like, okay, we have six million dollars, and like, what if they think like, because that's actually not, like a lot of money. Like, if you're saying there's like six million dollars, and that's like, that's, well, that's what what's, we made them, but that doesn't say what's the profit the... though. Like, who's gonna buy this game? That's <laughs> what I'm curious about. Like, besides these people. Well, I mean, there's the the, the unless they're gonna have some crazy. The big way of fans it. of the the series are gonna uh, donate to it now. Yep, it's kind of like Shovel Knight was one of the first big ones on oh, Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, that game is wildly successful, and mm-hmm. even though it made a lot of money on Kickstarter, I, when it came out, because you know it got a lot of publicity, people wanted to wait and see that the game came out. So it got publicity yeah. from the Kickstarter because it was pretty popular on there, and the game finally Could came be out. A hit. It, it was a hit, um, and definitely once you get closer to the game coming out in a couple of years. I mean, there's gonna be more publicity out there. People are gonna forget about the Kickstarter even happened. Yeah, that's so true. now you know now it's you know, a few years later. You got people out there a little older now than what they were then. Whatever. I mean, this 
this game won't be pro- I think it'll, it'll probably be profitable. Well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> if it works it out good for everybody. Either this game just crashes and burns and we never actually see it, or it. <laughs> I like, have it, a weird feeling that could profitable. happen. Yeah, that... I feel like I don't. I don't know anybody that like is going to buy this. Like, I know there's fans out there, but I just I've never met anyone. I highly well, expect this game. There's lots of games like that. I highly expect <laughs> that game probably to do exactly what you just said, Justin. I think this is going to be leading to something like bad ramification things another year or so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I believe like Shenmue one, 1 and 2 actually lost money. They uh, did. They, they, they didn't had, like, make a lot. That's the thing. They're very niche. Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks. It was a niche game on a niche console. So, And now we're getting a, a, a third one for it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's maybe maybe we're I don't know. I'm it's, I've never played Shenmue. Con- uh, again, one thing: PS4 selling crazy. So that's one good thing. And it's gonna be on PC, I believe, too. So that's gonna oh. help. So yeah, yeah. Um, Steam. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a lot of people out there when a game eventually does make yeah. of day, if it does. That was one thing that will keep it from doom if anything does. <laughs> Is just the sheer number of people have like PS4s, especially by the time it comes out. Yeah. Well, it, they're they could have backers out there that we don't know about like yeah. companies like it's like the, the whole thing with the my number nine a few a couple months ago where they did like their the red ash or whatever it was yes and they the kickstarter like that was they, a huge ordeal they did the kickstarter and they weren't anywhere close to it and then they announced that oh yeah we know we, this guy backed us and we're making the game anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> even though the kickstarter bombed oh, oh god yeah i remember that so, yeah so <laughs> i don't know that's kind of a weird thing it is very weird so i mean but it's like um bloodstain with uh Oh, Igarashi. Um, Igarashi, thank you. Yeah. Like, he already announced, like, and I, he already announced, like, Some hey, guy, I got... Someone from China? Some company? Well, he, he's from Konami. Yeah. Uh, from, but um, he actually he actually announced that, like, basically the Kickstarter was for, like, to prove to potential backers um, and investors that this game, the people actually want this game. So he made the Kickstarter to raise the money to show that, to, to basically get money from these guys. Okay. So I, I think I'm thinking of the Chinese guy that uh, helped fund Ash. Yeah, no, Red that, Ash or whatever. But basically, kind of more. The, I, that was kind of a weird similar, scenario though. where Red Ash bombed, but they still got backed. <laughs> yeah. Like now we get these bigger people out there doing Kickstarters to prove to investors that people want this game. So now they'll they'll get our yeah. money on top of the investors' money. Yeah. So I mean, I mean which I, could be okay if they if they're doing it right, you know, mm-hmm. to you in the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kickstarter, it's, but it's, it's a weird tool to use it that way. Kickstarter is a really great thing, and I feel like stuff like this. And I, I understand like you got to prove that there's a one out there. And this is a good yeah. way to prove it. But I feel like we're we're slowly turning Kickstarter, which was a really great thing. It's just like people had a really cool idea. Some type of abuse going on, and now we're like abusing the system. <laughs> it's like, and that's the problem. I think you see in a lot of like you know um, technology, video gaming, media. Uh, movie, everything really yeah, does. It. Wasn't there like a everything? Wasn't there like a Kickstarter a while ago about somebody like making a sandwich or somebody? I'm not too sure. Um, a guy <laughs> did a Kickstarter for ten bucks to make potato salad, and he had all these weird things. <laughs> he ended up making over like uh, I think like oh, I think it was like in the millions. Or <laughs> but the cool thing was he was actually really cool. Like it was it was a fun little stupid thing they did yeah. on the internet. He just posted like, hey, ten bucks. I've never made potato salad before. And he's like, then he had like buckets. It's just like if you donate ten bucks or twenty bucks, I will. I will mail you a, a thing of potato salad I made. Or it's like if <laughs> oh, I make man. if I make a thousand dollars, I will re, I will um, videotape myself making this potato salad <laughs> naked. Like stuff like that's really cool. Dude. Just like we just do like that, that's what I love the internet. The stupid shit like that. Oh, guys, just want to make potato salad. Yeah, it's so. funny. Like I don't know. I, I like that. 
That's funny. It's cool, but that's a cool thing. And then you got the kind of stuff. I feel like Kickstarter is going to be some shady stuff going on. Really, it's, it's already kind of happening. But I yeah. feel like in two years, like this is going to be really bad. Um, Back to the Mighty Number no. Nine. Yes, I'm excited for that game again. I saw some if, recent stuff of it. It looks awesome. If we ever see it, yeah. If the game ever comes it has out, a release date now. It had a release oh, date. Yeah. It had a release date for like a year, That's true. Like two years now. Keep... February 9th, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, that was March 11th. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I don't remember. I think. Well, I think it comes out later on like 3ds or something. You might be right. Um, I don't know. That game. I, I, <laughs> that game was really concerning at this point. It's like this was supposed to come out like last year. Yeah, it was. This is a, I think it was the first big Kickstarter too. Actually, it was a, a, one of the first big ones. In yeah. Our group. Uh, I guess kind of moving on. If nobody has anything else they want to say, nope. Uh, that's all for me. Okay. For that. Uh, so this is the new thing we're going to be doing. I think pretty much probably weekly. Uh, like especially weeks like this, we uh, just actually came up with this idea of a fun thing to do. Is like, uh, it's kind of a random topic slash discussions thing we can do where. Uh, we, we just kind of come up with some fun topics to talk about. Fun things to talk about. Um, could be gaming, could be movies. Whatever we, whatever we want to discuss. Science, Science really whatever. Um, and just have a fun little conversation about, like, uh, just anything. Like, just random, like, just we could talk about. Uh, more really, I guess, to, like, know us personally, I guess. Uh, yeah. To be with it. Like, kind of, like, going back to, like, maybe what we're fans of. Uh, and we talk about what we're fans of on here, but kind of delve more into that and it's yeah. not just news and what we've been playing um, so we'll probably do this I don't know if it'll probably be most weeks whenever we can whenever we can it'll be based off kind of like time and then like if there's a lot like this week we had two real topics mm-hmm. um, so I think this week we kind of got a list going already we'll pick one probably every week I said uh, but starting off with this one this is going to be kind of a weird one for uh, gen gaming uh, out there but this week uh, it was actually announced at just um, Monday that they found uh, flowing water on Mars. Yes. Uh, and a satellite or probe actually picked up the uh, uh, makeup of it, the molecules. Yeah, it was H2O. like salt water, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, Jack, how big are you into like um, astronomy or anything at all? But, I don't know, are you excited about this? I'm kind of curious. I really don't like, I really don't know like what we want to talk about so much on this, but... I think this is really cool, but what? Yeah. We, we want to hear what Jack has to say about this whole uh, water on Mars thing. What's What's really fascinating about this is the water initially discovered. They thought that they had pictures of supposed like uh, ice or frozenness on like Mars, like a couple of years ago, like about mm-hmm. around 2011. It wasn't mm-hmm. until this past Monday where they were able to like uh, unveil that they actually confirmed that they found actual flowing water stuff that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very much exciting because if, say, and we're talking about potentially going like on one-man missions, quite possibly on Mars, maybe try to discover there could be life that's living not too far away. Maybe some bacteria, maybe some, who knows, mm-hmm. some sort of like uh, creature or something like that that's inside the water stuff. You know, you don't know until you actually go forth and, you know, try to go and experiment and do whatever. But yeah, that's just the thing. For life to prosper, it needs a source of like food, source of liquid, source of shelter. So with this whole H2O discovery here on Mars, it's just getting kind of uh, a bit more creepier in my opinion that there are <laughs> certain elements of uh, Earth that people for like centuries didn't even know 
that there were like other types of planets that could potentially house life, and Mars mm-hmm. is starting to quickly look like it could potentially house like human life. You know, little by little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's to, who's to say life uh, life we don't know about needs those things to survive, or if that's if, true, if yeah. there's even. But for yeah, but the, as far as we know, though, yeah, everything we know scientifically, that's what we have to go off of. The best case to like they've always talked about the best case to find for us to find for the potential of life on other planets is a water, water. source. Yep, and I, I think the, a lot of people when they think they hear life on other planets, they think of the green uh, the green men or whatever. They mm-hmm. think of aliens that we know. Yeah. Yeah, which look strangely similar to us. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there, um, it's always been some sort of like hysteria, though. Of course, in the past, like, uh, oh god, ever since like the nineteen forties and nineteen fifties, we're talking about the Roswell crashes. We're talking about the first like identified mm-hmm. recorded sightings, like say in the the Washington area, the Washington State area actually had some of the first. Oh, oh yeah, some of the first could... like recordings, like in the nineteen forties. And the the Battle of Los Angeles, the War of the Worlds. Guys, that when they like, randomly started like firing into the sky and they actually killed like fifteen civilians on yeah. accident, and like that was a weather balloon. Yeah, and they never found anything. I don't think there's no evidence. They had no evidence. Oh god, remember the whole like hysteria back in the 1990s and stuff about the whole alien stuff and like how the whole like uh, that mock uh, like that whole mockumentary thing of their supposed alien autopsy and all of a sudden on Fox. Oh, yeah, 90s was a huge. Explosion of alien, you know, oh my X- god, X Files, yeah. aliens, uh, movies, like uh, attack the culture, Mars attacks, yes. oh Mars attacks, uh, like ID four comes back, dude. I, I actually am fascinated with aliens, and this, even though like even the cheesy stuff, and... I still listen to it, and I like there's still some things to this day that are like there had to have been something like the thing that uh, was over Phoenix, that like even the governor of Phoenix, since he's retired, even while he was there. Uh, actually still says uh, they need to, because he saw it, over like a thousand, like a bunch of people in Phoenix saw it. Yep. This thing was huge over the city. And he he thinks it's uh, not okay that they have not uh, investigated it even more. Like, Well, yeah. That we know of. But yeah, guys, think of, it, think of it this way and stuff. If the government were to admit there's life on other planets, or even like to a certain extent, if there's any type of, say alien type of stuff even if it's like say little bits and pieces here like they've conducted like contact or something like that you know how much of a mass hysteria thing is going to happen across the world if that were to happen how much people are going to turn on the government on random governments stuff because they've been misled for so many years oh yeah it's very much like it's almost um kind of like i think how people get react about like when we hear about Mexicans taking our germs and like killing walls and stuff like that. Yeah. Or I can people will freak out. They find those aliens on the planet, dude. <laughs> yeah, just imagine, just imagine it this the way: <laughs> the whole aspect that people maybe discovering that there actually is livable life or some like far out there beyond Earth. It's kind of like the same thing back like centuries ago when people thought the Earth was flat. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. Kind of going back to like what I was saying though about like people always like thought they find those little green men. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they've always, and science has always said that like, no, more than likely what we're gonna find is we're gonna find like little organisms, like we're gonna find yeah. like maybe like maybe we'll find like bacteria, like you said, like and we're gonna find it in flowing water. Mm-hmm. And, and this, I mean, hopefully, I don't know if like there's a way they can like analyze and find it from like from here while the probe is on Mars. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're finding something because they're able to identify that salt water. 
Well, they found stuff in the in you know based off that. But I hope. Well, there a couple I, months or so we find something out. Yeah. Well, I thought that they were going to like initially, and I'm not too sure if this is true or not. Maybe have some sort of reality TV show where they're hiring people to try to uh, yes, let's do an expedition to Mars, like a one way <laughs> mission, pretty much. That's scary. I, I heard something about. I know it's a reality TV show, but I heard they were talking about sending people. Yeah. yeah. They're they were trying to fund it as like you know reality TV show as well. That Real sounds people. really stupid. It yeah. sounds really terrifying. Really it, terrifying because yeah, it's basically a suicide mission. Show aspect. Are we getting Joe Schmoes or something? Or are we getting like? That's what I'm saying. Like, I was telling like Ashley. It's like, dude, uh, I don't know about you, but when I heard about that type of news initially, I thought, oh my god, this is almost like a a bad science fiction movie, like a horror film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem. It seems like we should be doing something different than that. Like, it's sad that this is the first thing we're doing. Like the first. It's almost. Cavemanish idea. Like well, this sending one ship there, like, and watching it on TV, like, I don't know. And think of how long it's going to take for them Sounds to get from there to weird. there. Six <laughs> months now. Yeah. It used to be two years, right? Um, now it's well, a lot shorter. The last fifteen years, it's been about six months. It's I bet even now, now it might be shorter. Yeah, it could be it's, a few months. And it's even. a one way, yeah, one way ticket. Yeah, if it's one way ticket, that's it is a one way ticket pretty crazy oh my god because if it's a reality show we're basically gonna like just like how long are these people actually gonna be able to survive on there yeah oh that's gonna be terrifying <laughs> oh dude like, how, what, how do we know what, this... what are these men what's mentally gonna happen to these people yeah There's and like some guy it's like this going on there. he's like secretly a rapist he starts attacking people people what's this like murder. dude people are basically I'm the only one left <laughs> dude yeah like freak man well it's just like people talk about Big Brother being like the most realist of real, reality TV where it's just like People are like legitimately recorded twenty four seven. They live in this place for like like months. Yeah, like they live in a house though. Um, but it's just like this is a whole different level. Like this will be like that's insane to me. Like I would want to. I guess on one weird end, I'd want to see it. Yes. Like, not not, not so much like people going crazy. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I don't. But just I don't know. If... See, be able to see video of people going to Mars. Yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. I don't know if I would actually be watching that, dude. I mean, I understand, like, the whole significance of getting people, like, say, on Mars, especially if they're able to resource and get, like, a lot of the various, like, water materials to actually live upon that station and stuff. But at the same time, this could be a potential to see the absolute worst in humanity in itself because you're, yes. you're talking about a new species being introduced into an atmosphere and into a different environment which could have potential bad repercussions and long-term effects. For all we know, if one of them gets pregnant and has a child, it could be some sort of fucking, like, like something, like, really, like, mutated or, like, something really, like, bad. Yeah, the atmosphere. Especially, especially with the different gravity. Well, yeah, but, yeah. And everything like that. And the atmosphere yeah, is heavier than that of Earth's. And it's gotta, you think, you think it would have, oh, it's heavier? I think it's actually heavier. Okay, I was gonna say maybe like if it was thinner, like the ultraviolet rays, I think would be worse. Because it's farther away, it's got more weight to it. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't mean like I. I don't want to like. I want to watch like real scientists and real pilots doing this. I don't want to watch like yeah. you. I want like Apollo Apollo like, missions to the moon. I don't want to see the bitch and the stupid girl and the muscle guy and the fuck <laughs> guy, the gay guy. I want to watch that. <laughs> I don't. I, I want to watch like real. Like I think these people are doing this. Like it's like you know they're like pioneers, like mm -hmm. of a new frontier. Like you know even you know Moon was like that too, and outer space in general. 
even certain spots, everything's a, uh, everyone's a pioneer to go mm-hmm. somewhere first. And yeah. it's like, I agree with you. Like, it well, should be scientists. Agreed. People it, dedicate their just, lives to this, and this is what they want. Yeah. Not some bullshit reality the, TV show. What you know is would be the highest, most rated show in the, ever existed. Probably. Yeah. The whole world would watch it. Well, just imagine, like, if... Like, like the Truman Show. If we landed on the moon... Oh, my and, like, God. We found out Armstrong, actually... The reason he went on space... Because he won American Idol or something like that. Yeah. Like, so now you get to go to, you get to, go to the moon because you won this you won reality trip show. to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I agree. But, yeah. It seems very... I didn't mean... I guess caveman wasn't the right word, but, like... It's kind of to me. It's kind of gross. It's like yeah. It's like, like we're turning like we're turning this into like a. It's like the Las Vegas of space flight. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's but I know where you're coming from. It's just kind of like it's. Ugh, I don't like. Why are we doing this? Like this is a really cool discovery. Yeah, and we're gonna turn this into like stupid, Let's like just, dumb reality show. As much money as we can out of it. Yeah, it's like very else. greedy. Yeah, That's very a greedy, like uh, businessman type of perspective here, profiting profiting on the lives of others. Yeah. And sadly, I'm wondering if the, is, is that the only way they think they could fund an actual mission. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. If that's the case, and we're getting, but as long as we're getting real scientists, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. what have we got to do to get? I don't want to see people like go out there basically and not come back. But it'd be, I, I do like. I've always been a big astronomy guy. I love science. Oh yeah. Like I, that's one of the reasons. Like Mass Effect's one of my favorite games out there is because it's yeah. sci- science fiction behind it. Uh huh. Being in space. I love space. Uh, yeah, and like I've. Love, like um, what was it? The Cosmos was a, it's yes. one of my favorite television shows. Oh, yeah. Cosmos, yeah, that's a good one. Very, very um, good. So I don't know. I uh, Stephen Hawkins documentary is really great too. Yes, both uh, of, you can watch both those if you haven't seen them. Pretty much anything with Stephen Hawkins is pretty good. Yeah, he uh, has a really good way of explaining stuff to you. You know, he's super like intelligent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he, he does he a very is. good job. Of, that's he what I like about the um, Big Bang Theory in a way that I actually like understood. Well, it's like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Uh, he like the way he explains voice things. Is fantastic. Yes, he's really good. He, he's really so good. Stephen Hawkins. Yes, but like, <laughs> it's just like the way he explains things to you is so simple, but at the same time, it's just like your mind is just like, like when he explains, he's just simulating. Like, it's just like holy crap. Oh. It's kind of like the, the ending of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, <laughs> like your mind just blew. Like, yeah, holy crap. You man. get high on information. Yes. Uh, it's I, like, agree. I just want to run and tell somebody why I just why I just why I just watch the television. <laughs> um, yeah. But, Oh, that was a fun conversation. I like that. I like that. It's, it's cool. different. We should do stuff like that more often. Oh, uh, good, good idea, Justin. <laughs> oh, thank you for. Uh, you did some the other week, and it made me think of it. So, okay. But uh, do you have some else to uh, say? One more little thing, uh, just quickly about NASA and this this uh, this information that was released on Monday. Okay. Obviously, there has to be some of this going on, but uh, it makes me wonder, like, how long ago? Like, you know, they saw it two years ago. How long have they known? It is like a scheduled release of information that's going to like come out because NASA has a lot of trouble or funding problems like they had since they you know they shut down the the shuttle program yeah and they've done lots of things so and then like it um, makes you me wonder if they're trying to build obviously Hubble, the Hubble went they it's basically going to crash here oh really yeah they I think I believe Hubble they they, the put, they put they put a new telescope up okay that's more powerful but okay. they they were still like working on Hubble and keeping it around uh-huh. I think eventually I think I think. Anytime, just like pretty soon, it's just like date. eventually it's just gonna crash. Like they just stop working on it. That makes sense. Eventually, um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, it does. Um, hopefully, this like I said, that's actually a good idea because. But I don't really think um, if they, they I think they found the evidence a couple years ago, but it was weird they announced on Friday they're gonna have a big um, 
news on, mm-hmm. news update on Monday. Yeah, they, that's kind of weird. They, they, they've slowly been. I mean, NASA's always pumped stuff out to the you know the public. Yeah. But like I noticed lately, like the last month or two, they've been doing it a lot. Like the Pluto thing, it could be because they're actually just now figuring well, this stuff probe, out. And... This probe just went out there. I yeah. think, earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a good reason. This seems to me like well, all of a sudden there's. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I've always I'm been happy a to hear huge something. fan of NASA. Yeah, we should be like going to space instead of going to war. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think I think that's part of it though, is because like I think a couple years ago they sent one out there. And they kind of discovered that area. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they got the strong evidence. So then when they sent this one, they sent it closer. Okay, cool. So that, I think, I mean, don't quote me yeah, on that, yeah. but I believe that was why, like, that was the big thing. Is like, I'm sure there has to be this, some truth to that. So they sent it out, uh, sent one out that now it's close to that area. It so they takes can time, a lot of time. Because these probes don't last too long. I think a year or two at most. So they uh, must have solar, solar powered. I, I don't know how that. they are. I mean, they might be to a point. I think yeah. I imagine they have some sort of battery, but. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. I like the conversation. That's it for me. That's fun, stimulating. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but moving on to, uh, I guess our conclusion. Okay. Jack, do you have a retro game of the week for us? All right. For the retro game of the week, I'm going to go ahead and go with something a little bit more traditional. I'm going to go with Super Mario 64 for this. Oh yes. Random retro game of the week. Now, <laughs> the reason playing. why I go with Super Mario 64 is for one. Other than playing a whole bunch of Super Mario Maker and stuff, I actually decided a few days ago, hey, let's power on Super Mario 64 on the Virtual Console. So, I've been going through that, and uh, it's 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 just really hilarious, because playing that game so much over the years, I know exactly where every star is, where every little coin <laughs> is, where every little idiosyncrasy stuff of where I'm going to die is probably going to be. And at the most part, you know, it's it's really a, a good contrast to when I first played the game originally, which it was back around uh, April of 98. Uh, yeah, I think it was like around April, actually no, April of 97, like uh, my birthday, went to a random Kmart, my mom bought me an N64, and with it was Super Mario 64. Nice. And oh my yeah. gosh, that day was just so cool, because I, I didn't even care about anything else that I got for my birthday, I just had that N64 plugged in, my brothers and I would be playing Mario, and we were just taking turns, just like with the controller, because we're making Mario jump off walls, crash into walls, do like random stupid tricks and stuff. <laughs> it wasn't until like uh, about a week or so after I really got a chance to just open up and start to play the game. My gosh, there were some things that were really, really fun about it. I mean, like uh, it was the first legitimate like 3D platformer, that uh, was highly successful. I mean, there were, were attempts for various stuff like that before, including certain attempts in the Super Nintendo for other types of games, but Super Mario 64 paved the way for 3D platformers to come after. And with it, there were just a lot of fun things about it. I mean, sure, there were certain flawback, like just certain drawbacks to it, like for, say, collecting only one star at a time was kind of a bit of a pain in the ass because every time you did that, you had to zoom out, Mario jumps out of the painting, okay, I'm going to go back in again and I'm going to collect another star. But uh, other than that, that's really minuscule in the large scale of things because what presented it was a vast amount of worlds that you can go into, it gives you a lot of different types of choice of where you want to go, which world you want to go next. You don't even have to go and explore or maybe go into the later levels and the upper level if you don't have to. All you need to do is just collect about 70 stars, which you could easily do by going through the main room portion, the downstairs portion, 
go to the random Bowser stages. Hell, I believe, yeah, right now I've got like about 60-something stars, and I, have never, I haven't even gone to the upper level yet. <laughs> nice. Well, that's just something I did my last playthrough, too. But what I'm getting at is it had a lot of different aspects to play. So if you didn't want to collect every single star inside the random stages, you could just go and spread things out. Maybe you want to get a few here, a few in the underground, a few in the upstairs level. But speaking of like uh, the levels in general, they're very imaginative ones. you got the Babam Battlefield, your starting point, which you're presented with this painting. You find out that you can jump into the paintings in order to go to these various worlds. Each world feels different. Each world has its own set musical like uh, scores and different types mm-hmm. of tasks and courses which are very addictive really well done and it just feels organic to say the least let's see there are hidden stars as well about I believe 15 I believe it is around 15 hidden stars around the ca- not around the castle you could go maybe discover different types of stages you can actually chase this little rabbit down the lower like the lower yeah. like levels which is, it's kind of funny to me, because every time I tried doing that, I always would take so long, like maybe about five minutes at a time, trying to catch this oh, rabbit. yeah. It'd take me forever to catch him. Well, that's the thing. Once you do catch him, he gives you this star and stuff, and it's not until, like, at least when you get 60 stars or so, yeah, pretty close to about 60 stars, he reappears again, you gotta catch him. And I didn't know this for the longest of time, though, but did you know that there's actually... Two secret stars in that that uh, that whole slide thing and stuff for the upstairs. So, I think I I don't remember them, but I know I've got all, like one hundred twenty one stars, right? Well, all yeah, one twenty one if you count like the very last one that you earned from Bowser. But yeah. uh, what I was talking about is there's this particular like stage that you earn right after getting the first star, where you can unlock you could jump into the the stained glass of Peach. And you go on that slide and stuff, and at the end of that course, you get, like, a star. However, if you were to, like, say, transverse it, like, under, like, 20 seconds, you can get, like, another star. Because that's, oh, yeah. that's how the secret you... thing goes. I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that for years. So I ended up figuring it out, like, uh, once I had to get a player's guy from my little brother. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Fuck. <laughs> that was so oh, obvious. <laughs> Because it's like for years, 119 stars. <laughs> well, there's supposed to be one more. I don't know where it's at. Uh, real quick for me, uh, my brother got the system that you got to uh-huh. the Christmas it came out, and I remember seeing it and like I was just like, "Holy shnikes!" I couldn't believe the graphics. Yep. Like it just took everything I knew about video games, just knocked it on its head, off its feet, or whatever. Well, you know. And just, oh yeah. Oh man. The music is incredible. I agree. I love the snow level. I always remember that level. What's kind of funny, though, was, you know, the PlayStation was focusing at that time, back when it was released in 95, was focusing so much upon, like, uh, kind of the basic sort of the 3D graphics and stuff, mm-hmm. and still focusing upon the 2D aspects, whereas Nintendo, when they released their N64 finally... They had these elaborate, like, 3D, like, uh, models, all this and that and stuff. They were still polygons, obviously. And the N64 was obviously the more powerful system. But at the same time, in and of itself, 3D games weren't really all that common until Mario 64, like, came out and just literally, like, just uh, created a new standard for that set. 
because without that game, you wouldn't have Banjo-Kazooie, you wouldn't have, like, Donkey Kong 64, or even Conker's Bad Fur Day, or even any of the other, like, 3D platformers we take advantage of nowadays. Ocarina of Time? Well, Ocarina of Time definitely plays a factor in that, too. Yeah. And actually, Banjo-Kazooie was a good inspiration for Ocarina of Time as well. <laughs> because at the time, you know, Nintendo, they saw how well Rare did with Banjo-Kazooie in terms of their graphics and stuff, that they took a look at Ocarina of Time when they were developing it. They weren't happy with the results that they had, and they had decided to polish it off or, like, like you know, delayed and actually polished it off for a few more months. Which obviously paid in large part, considering that's one of the best-selling games of all time. Well, the best games, I would say. One of the best games. Not yeah. selling, but still sold a lot. But, anyway, the last memory I have of Super Mario 64 was when I finally beat it. When I beat it for the first time, I had one of my friends over and stuff, and I was just randomly just going forth, and once I beat it, it's like, holy crap. This is actually pretty cool. It's like he's going around, he's he collects his huge-ass star after defeating Bowser, and he's just flying around the stage, and you get all these random, like, uh these uh, credits go by and you see all these stars that you didn't collect the first time around. It's like, how the hell did I get that one? <laughs> but yeah, that was Super Mario 64. Uh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you, thank you so much for listening this week. Yes. If you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and a group. Go ahead and uh, join our group and like us on Facebook. Um, we talked about before, if you guys want to talk to us at all, that's probably the best way to get get a hold of us um, on Facebook anyways on Twitter I am at gingerboy underscore gg or gingerboy507 underscore gg and and let's see on Twitter I am at jackofhearts gg mm-hmm. yeah Justin Allen <laughs> no what no that's not uh, how it works <laughs> that's not how it works buddy. Oh. I point at Justin because Justin does, I, I, it's a joke because Justin doesn't have uh, Twitter and he panicked and yelled oh. Allen uh, he yells that whenever he's nervous he yells Alan it's a weird defect <laughs> um, but no think, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us we're on there on Twitter uh, we have a YouTube uh, YouTube page also a Twitch account mm-hmm. um, it is Gen Gaming Net on Gen yeah Gen Gaming Net um, also on Twitter we are Gen Gaming Net uh, sorry I had a brain fart there uh, so like us, subscribe, follow, whatever on there. Uh, we'll greatly great appreciate it. Uh, Jack has been doing a lot of streaming lately. Cool. Um, on oh, yeah. our Gen Gaming Net uh, page, which I greatly appreciate. Is it on YouTube? It, well, it's on Twitch. It's on Twitch. Oh. I can't really upload uh, to YouTube right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but eventually we'll get, we can do that. I was curious. Um, there's a way you can do that. You can set it up, I believe, uh, through the PS4. Um but no, other than that, really, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host this week. I was Tyler. And I have been the Jack of Hearts. I've been Ulsten the Julsten. Thank you. GG, everybody. Um, motherfucker. <laughs> you, you find your own thing. He said everybody. <laughs> oh, he wasn't talking to me. Enchiladas. No, you... <laughs> nice. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. We got a brand new collaboration here.